Good evening and welcome to Xbox Tavern's X-Pod Tavern episode 109th on a, yet another wonderful Sunday evening. I'm ready and raring to talk about some Xbox news and this week I've got the usual crew. We're back. The foursome back in power. We've got Millie Man Gray. Uh, no, whoa. Wrong name. Millie Man Ian. Let's bring him in. Let's bring Millie Man Ian in first. Hello. Oh, Ian. How are you talking about you? I just you know jumped ahead of my uh, where it should have been. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Oh, fucking wonderful. Tremendous. I'm much better this week. <laughs> Good. You sound a lot more healthy than the last time you were on. I mean, the dubstep and the intro is giving me the power as exactly. well. Exactly. So. gives you the energy to get through yet another wonderful Sunday evening. We've also got MPV Graham, who I should have mentioned first. I'm terribly sorry. Hello, MPV Graham. How are you? Hello. Well, I was good, and then the dubstep sucked all the life out of me. You know, I sucked it all up. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded well, like definitely, we started. I definitely used the word suck. <laughs> Uh, and <laughs> equal dubstep fan, Scottish Graf Ross is also here. Scottish Graf Ross, come in and say hello. Welcome. Hello. Right, gentlemen, we're going to get into some Xbox news and video games and all sorts of goodies. Um, so let's just get on with it, shall we? And we're going to start with our favourite topic, Xbox slash Activision Blizzard deal. Everybody's so excited. I can feel favorite the, the warm energy pure excitement coursing it's, through it's this coming motion. to a close right the the, the the fucking walls are starting to close in on sonic sort of sort of but every time the walls feel like they're closing in before they just get booted back and booted back and fucking iron man's in there with his arms sticking and no they're not no, they're not having it um so the main updates we've got this week um some fairly substantial ones i suppose um obviously they've talked about Xbox have talked about wanting to work with Sony and Nintendo and Steam and NVIDIA and all sorts of companies in order to try and make the, the regulators go, oh, actually, you know what? This might be a good idea. And the latest one is from Brad Smith, who is, I forget his exact job title. Let me quickly look it up. He's uh, vice chair and president of Microsoft. Um, and That's he, a fairly important. Yeah, fairly, uh, fairly high up the food chain. And he put a tweet out, which he has since clarified because uh, he, the way he worded it the first time wasn't quite right. So I'm going to read a clarification one. Uh, he said, I want the record to be clear and address any misunderstandings. I'm delighted to repost a blow statement, which I'll read in a second. And affirm Microsoft's strong, com- a strong commitment to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo customers if, if, if um, our Activision Blizzard acquisition goes through and is approved by the people that have the power. So they say Microsoft and Nintendo have negotiated and signed a binding 10 year legal agreement to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo players the same day as Xbox with full feature and content parity so they can experience Call of Duty just as Xbox and PlayStation gamers. Notice the word use of the word PlayStation there enjoy Call of Duty. We're committed to providing long term equal access to Call of Duty to other gaming platforms, bringing more choice to more players and more competition to the gaming market. Love Microsoft. So we've got an actual deal signed. I mean, they haven't even fucking purchased them yet, and they're already like, you can have Call of Duty, and you can have Call of Duty, and everybody gets a Call of Duty. Um, but I think they're obviously doing this as a bit of a show of faith slash sort of elbow nudge, like, go on, go on, Sony. You know, you want to go on, yeah. go on, even even Nintendo. They, they don't care about Call of Duty. Even they want to do it. So, Ross, what's your opinions on this tweet? Uh, obviously, again, the first one was a bit confusing. He said that... Xbox games, but he since clarified he just he was just talking about Call of Duty. Call What's of your opinion coming to Nintendo? And do you think this is a a bit of a win in their books, or are we going to see this backfire somehow? I mean, I I see it as publicity. I don't see it as anything. Subst- I don't see it as anything substantial as in regards to it's like 
a deal breaker. So who's really going to be playing Call of Duty like Warzone on the Switch? Maybe a single player campaign where they can like scale it down for the Switch. But you're not going to want to try and play like online multiplayer. Yeah, I mean, it's not, the last, it's not going to be the, the last, best experience. The last Nintendo console that got Call of Duty, I think, was the Wii U, which got Ghosts in 2013, I think it was. Yeah. And even that was already a poor version of the 360 slash Xbox yeah. One version. So the, the, between the Switch and the Series X and the PS5 and that, we're going to have an even bigger difference. What it has done is it's it's put Sony in a bit of a brick wall because like, Microsoft will always be like, well, we've always said we don't plan on making Call of Duty Xbox exclusive. Look, mm. Nintendo have now got it as well. So we're sticking true to our word. We haven't taken it just for Xbox, therefore, mm. why do you have any reason to say no? Yeah, and I believe they've already <laughs> said some a similar thing with Steam, where that, Gabe knew when that came out and said, we don't need their word. They're going to do what they say they're going to do. But, I mean, I really want them to come out and be like, look, even Nintendo wants it. So why yeah. don't you, like, just fucking deal with it? Graham, I know you're the biggest <laughs> Call of Duty fan in the world. And yeah, I know I you're so invested in not only this deal, but the fate of Call of Duty across platforms. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Does hearing you might be well, you will be able to play it on your Switch entice you anymore? Do you think you're gonna care anymore, or do you think this no, is still, like Ross said, a the, bit of a bit of a showboating? Oh well, the first time I saw uh, a ten-year deal of Call of Duty, it just sounded like a prison sentence. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, I can see. I mean, playing it on the Switch doesn't sound like fun for anyone, and I can't see it making any difference to Sony. That's like saying you can sign a deal with Russell Hobbs to put it on 10 years to put and want like call of duty on a toaster and say this play will play the same you know i think at this point they'd, they'd fucking put it on a toaster if they thought it would make it make it go <laughs> call money, of yeah. gonna be the new doom <laughs> yeah, yeah it will be putting it on a fucking tiger version one of those little black screen good <laughs> tiger call of duty <laughs> yeah they, that's like a thing or even those little water push button things yeah. that you used to get to with the little hoops and the little uh, yeah. Sea, uh, uh, yeah, seahorses. Call, call of Duty, shoot the hoop game. Um, no, well, obviously, they're hold sticking true. They're going to obviously put it on other systems. I don't think it was ever in question. I mean, they. I think it was more the exclusivities and all the other things that they could easily just take away once the deal goes through. Map packs but, and skins and what have you. I don't even think it's that bit that's holding it up anymore. I think it's just, just the threat from other things saying that they're monopolizing the market. I think that's the only thing that's going to hold this up now. I don't think Call of Duty is going to be a big part of what holds this up. But whatever it takes to get this over the line and out of the news, oh, I'd, I'd head that direction. Yes, yeah. Forward scene, <laughs> please. Keep it, keep it going. Yeah. If this helps that get to the end, then yeah, I'll stuff it. Stick Call of Duty on the Switch. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure anyone's going to play it, but okay, if that's that what it takes, move on, move on with our lives. I'm, I'm, I'm just, sure. Yeah. Even if I'm I forced to play it for ten off. minutes on a switch, I'd do it just to fucking get it to happen. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Ian, again, obviously, you're probably, I would say, here probably the biggest Call of Duty player out of all of us, perhaps. Um, Big oh well, we, I mean, out of the four of us, I mean, me and Graham don't really touch it. I don't know about Ross so much, but. Would you play it on a Switch? Do you think, and again, same questions, do you think this is just a bit of showboating or do you think there's more to it that might um, sort of push this deal forward? I don't I think it's just more making it multi-platform, isn't it, really? Because 
It's just nice spreading the love, saying that it's saying them, but it's saying we're not going to block Call of Duty. Everyone has Call of Duty, so yeah, it's just uh, also it's money making, isn't it? And they more consoles you sell it on, the more money they make. This is true. This is true, and especially if it does, as I said, have feature parity, then it's not like the FIFA, for example, where they're just re re-releasing the same game and over and again every year on the Switch. They were like, well, you get the brand new one. Oh, it yeah. might not play as good, but they were, yeah. at least they're getting the same game, which in theory you could play together. Like Fortnite. It's not very good on the Switch compared to the other ones, but it's perfectly playable. Maybe it'll end up along those sort of lines. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, so we'll see more from Activision stuff. Blizzard. I'm sure for the next five million weeks, until someone signs on dotted line somewhere and we can fucking end this discussion. Um, but they, they didn't just stop with Nintendo and Call of Duty. <gasps> As we alluded to at the top there, they also have also announced a 10-year partnership with NVIDIA. They love the old 10 years, didn't they? Maybe the, maybe that's what Sony's not a fan of. Isn't it? Maybe they yeah. want 15 years or something. No, we're doing <laughs> 10 and 10 only. Um, a 10-year partnership with NVIDIA aimed at bringing... Uh, Xbox PC games to its cloud gaming service competitor in the NVIDIA GeForce Now uh, as part of its ongoing efforts to win over companies skeptical of its potential or potential as it says here, Activision Blizzard acquisitions from Digital Trends. Hello, Digital Trends. Um, so they're bringing not just Call of Duty, should the deal go through, but all of Game Pass uh, and PC gaming. It's PC gaming side of things. So as it says here, you get to play a lot Halo, uh, Infinite Redfall, Call of Duty, Gears, all sorts of games, um, which will be quite interesting because I, I don't know if any of you lot have used GeForce now, but supposedly it's really good. Um, yeah, yeah, my graphics card is GeForce. Yeah, but uh, this is their stre- um, streaming system. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I think I tried <laughs> it before because they originally they would allow you to stream anything from your stream uh, Steam library. But then some companies like Activision Blizzard, funnily enough, actually shut it down and said, you're not fucking streaming our games without our permission. And now they're slowly <laughs> building their library back up. But Ross, you said you've used the GeForce now. How did you find it compared to cloud gaming on the Xbox? So it's slightly different, but it works in a very similar way. I think that was a big thing between like the NVIDIA Shield. That's mm-hmm. like they were hoping that that would like, be the thing that sort of set it off. It didn't, I think it working around to what we're getting to it didn't work quite as well as like the cloud gaming service that you get for xbox but it's still if you're using it <clears throat> through the system like on your pc and stuff like that it's a brilliant system it's maybe not quite as refined as cloud and maybe i'm just more used to being able to just pick up my phone and away i go um but it's it's one of the better like if you were to compare it to something like stadia for example it's far superior to that um that's but, hard well yeah <laughs> but this is this like what they've done with this there is probably an even smarter move than nintendo because a big issue that the the regulators were saying was that by xbox getting call of duty and things like that it might monopolize the cloud gaming market so it would make them too powerful on that so they're basically saying okay well here's a rival and we're going to give them all our games it makes an even bigger statement like oh they really do mean that they want to just let everybody play. Yeah, and this isn't isn't even um hinging on they're actually buying Activision. Is it? It's already, they're just going to do it. Yeah, anyway. this is it. And then which, if they do buy Activision, then that will be included as well. Which they'll um, get amazing good faith for for that. And having yeah. a company like the size of Nvidia behind yeah. you, that's that's a big thing in the gaming market. Yeah, it will be very interesting. I'm, I I do wonder if they might sort of reverse it as well and have some sort of Nvidia streaming app on your Xbox so you can play. 
your, your Steam library games, it allows it through your console. Okay, no, no, you're just keyboard. making, no, you're just that, making, I mean, good. that would be fucking, I mean, imagine, you know, whipping out, I don't know, a bit of Half-Life 2 on your, on, you know, on the, on the cloud via NVIDIA GeForce Now, playing on your Xbox. Graham, I know you'd love that. <laughs> we talk about all your favourite games right now. Graham, have you used it? Can you sell it us? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, look, I mean, we a bit of Resident friend. Evil as well. Really? Yeah. Half-Life 2. There's a lot of trigger words that can send me off to sleep. Um, I did try to use GeForce now. I think they have like a free trial version, which is all like you can only mm. use it if there's like a free slot thing available. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I tried that for a bit and I, I couldn't get on. I think I did briefly but it doesn't didn't last long in the memory i was i was trying something out but yeah uh, i think it was via the xbox browser thing to see if i can get it working that way he was testing something that was in the news saying you can play something if you log into um the geforce now via the edge start in the browser you, oh, can, yeah, yeah. you can launch it that way i think i was trialing that out but i couldn't get onto a console that way so not properly should we say yeah that's fair enough well we'll, we'll see whether this leads anywhere with um, them putting more and more of their games on on this cloud service, and whether there's any sort of integration between the two and what have you, um, yeah. and more cloud gaming options is always good because I mean Xbox cloud gaming, as we've spoke about many times, is fucking tremendous, really, uh, as far as I'm concerned. And more options are better as long as, like you said, we stay away from the stadia and fucking on live. <laughs> uh, on live, live. On, on on live. live that was it. I couldn't remember what it was called. No, I was yeah. literally about to ask that question. What was it called? That thing we yes. had before. Uh, do you remember we went to, uh, I think it's EGX, EGX. Right, and they were giving out the little boxes for streaming it, yeah. uh, for free, and we missed out, but then you could obviously stream it through the browser. I bought Amnesia, I, I think, on there for a pound, and that's the only game I ever bought and played, and I didn't even play it on there. I played like an hour, and I was like, this is shit. <laughs> and I never went back to it, and then it shut down, what, a year later, if that? And then yeah, I did. Sony, I did online. I think I bought Metroid twenty twenty three, twenty thirty three. Sorry. Yeah. And then it's like played. That's always quite a good game. But my Xbox played it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good way of trialing out games before you get to it. That's some nice ideas, but unfortunately, uh, but yeah, before it's time, uh, uh, sort of like an early stadia, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, so we got Xbox teaming up with uh, Activision Blizzard and Nintendo of all people, and possibly will encourage Sony to follow suit. We've got. Them teaming up with NVIDIA for GeForce Now streaming wonders. Um, but we've got a bit of sad news in terms of Xbox's uh, libraries of, of studios and stuff. My man, my Bay and Spirit animal, Shinji Mikami, is leaving Tango Gamesworks. So they recently released Ian's uh, quite high, highly regarded uh, uh, Hi-Fi Rush. Hmm. And in, do you remember in the trailer, he said, oh, it's not a horror game. I hope people don't expect it to be horror. And they've released it. Everybody loves it. And now he's like, well, bye. I'm off. See you later. Bye. That's, oh, <laughs> man. So if you're not familiar with Shinji Mikami, he, <laughs> you're going to love this. Guess what series he sort of founded. He sort of created. You'll never guess. Evil win then? Or Resident Evil you're going with? Resident Evil. <laughs> I was waiting on it. <laughs> Which is why I put this new story in it. Because yeah, he's, uh, he's obviously a big influence in my gaming tastes. Um, so it was rumored to start with, but eventually it come out. The professor come out and said, uh, according to Eurogamer here, said we can confirm that Shinji Mikami has decided to leave Tango Gameworks in the coming months. We thank him for his work as a creative leader and supportive mentor to young developers on the Evil Within franchise, Ghostwire Tokyo, and of course, Hi-Fi Rush. We wish him well in the future and excited by what lies ahead for the talented developers at Tango. I don't know if he. I can't remember if he said he's retiring or if he's 
moving on to make his, another shoe deal or something. But obviously, as I said, he started out Resident Evil. Big deal there. Moved on to Evil Within. Not quite as big a deal, but still really good games. And then we've ended up with Tango um, High Fire Rush, which uh, is a complete fucking left turn. But yeah, I just wanted to mention that one. I thought that was uh, that was interesting. He's probably getting a bit older now and time, time to go and spend some time with his family, I imagine. Anyone got anything to say about Shinji Mikami at all? Or Resident Evil? We can talk about Resident Evil instead if you like. Let's, let's not, Are you excited no. about 4? Well, well, Ian, funny you should mention that because <laughs> Sony <laughs> had a showcase recently. And um, they had a, you know, they've got a bit of a deal with Capcom where they show off new Resident Evil stuff, and they showed off a new trailer for Resident Evil, 4, which looks amazing. And is that the spend kick? I mean, <laughs> uh, to be honest, I was too busy. I, no, I'm not going to describe what I was doing, but well, I wasn't paying too much. Uh, um, noises. But they've released. They've, they've released <laughs> yeah. details that Mercenaries is coming as a post-launch uh, like DLC patch for free, which is excellent because Graham, I'm sure you remember the amount of times we spent playing Mercenaries at. Uh, our old house where we lived together way, way back in early 2000s. Um, that, that summer of 2003, I think it was, 2003, 2004, some out. Um, yeah, so I had the mercenaries in, but they're also releasing a demo very soon. <laughs> and I can't wait to play it. The game's also out in a month, so it's not like I've got a long to wait anyway. But um, <laughs> yes, very, very excited to play the demo when it when it releases. Um, so yeah, thank you for that little, little chance to talk about Sega. I mean, we could talk about the trailer if you like. I don't want to get too much into it because, again, I was too busy uh, knocking onto the table. Right. Um, who is she? Other Ashley games. is the one you look after, is it? Ashley is the one you look after, yes. And supposedly she's more <laughs> she's more capable now, Ian. Did you know this? Such a feeder. She's more I know. Prepared. Got to feed him. She's more prepared. You know, she's, she's more capable of hiding, defending herself. And we're not going to get into it because in approximately 30 days' time, that's all you're going to hear about. So I'll leave you alone for now. And we'll move on to the next quick hit story, if that's all right with you, gentlemen. I'm sure it's fine with you. <laughs> I was talking more about Resident Evil. You sure you don't want to talk about more yeah. Resident Evil, Jim? Yeah. You don't want to ask talk me that question. Hell <laughs> <in> it. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what. Let's move on from uh, from Resident Evil to another game series. That I know I really enjoy it, but I'm pretty sure none of you care about it. But I did anyway. Trine 5. Anybody, anybody played Trine before? No. Oh, Trine. Uh, oh. Yeah, uh, play, oh, I think I played a little bit with you as well. Yes. I think we've played, I think I've played about half an hour, probably each of them, one, two, and three. <laughs> Just haven't progressed past half an hour on each of them. Well, they're fantastic sort of 2D. They puzzles. are quite uh, cool. 2D adventure games with like magic and um, and three different playable protagonists that you can switch between at will. Even if you're playing multiplayer, you can just bounce back and forth between characters. Uh, and the, the fifth one's rumoured to be in development, which makes me a very happy man because I fucking love the Trine games. Uh, Trine Forwards, especially, was excellent. Um, it's come out a few years ago. But yeah, that, that's already rumoured to be in development. It's called Trine 5, A Clockwork Conspiracy. Um, I couldn't really tell you about the story. It's interesting enough, but this, I just love the physics like gameplay of it. So yeah. yeah. Ian, you going to check out Trine 5, A Clockwork Conspiracy? No. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> but we can, uh, we can, but hope. I mean, it's got lots of multiplayer. You can play. I think yeah, there is. Try and four. I think. Well, I don't even know what it is. Yeah, I've, I've never, I've never even it. heard of the series. Oh, it's such a great. All right, let me give you a yeah. quick pitch and quick elevator pitch. So, two D action, except for three, but we don't worry about three too much. I'm out. Two D action, but it's it's all like three D, two D type things. So it's like side on, but all the characters are three D. It's all physics based puzzles and combat. And you've okay. got a mage that can summon boxes and like lift items and stuff and drop on the heads. You've got a warrior with a sword and shield, and then you've got a archer with a bow and arrow, obviously. And you can switch between, like I said, and you have to 
use their different abilities to get through the sections of the levels. Um, and there'll be like physics based puzzles, like, you know, uh, livering a plank up to, to let you climb off of a thing or building up a stack of tower, tower of boxes to get up somewhere or using the warrior to knock something like a ball so it rolls down and then you it's various bits and pieces like that but it's it looks fucking beautiful you remember you know what Ori looks like how, how nice yes. that looks it's sort of a similar art style to that but just 3D rather than the 2D animation and oh, yeah okay. I, I absolutely love the trying games I think they're tremendous I bought I bought the first two or three on several platforms and played through I don't know how many times I, I think they're tremendous and I think they'd be a good game for us to play together at some point but that's by the by. Maybe that will that will have to be for trying five o'clock work conspiracy as and when it comes out. Very exciting. It's really, really good games. Really, really good. Finally, let's let's talk about a game that I know Graham really likes. Something that used, to, used to start Rambo. And yet now we're moving on to the next one. Xbox Tavern quiz callback. Um <laughs> Mortal Kombat 12 was announced <gasps> with a investor call. So no trailer, no information, no fantastic teaser image, no nothing. It was literally someone in a oh sorry in a financial call. It was technically uh, oh by the way, Mortal Kombat 12 is coming out this year supposedly. Um, Ian, I'm going to go back to you because again, I think you're probably the, maybe the biggest fighting fan for us. Maybe we'll say Mortal Kombat wise, no. Okay, well, we'll, we'll give it a go. Instinct. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know Killer Instinct. What? What's your thoughts and opinions on Mortal Kombat and are you excited for a 12th entry? I mean, the question when asked me was, what's the last Mortal Kombat I played? Oh, what? <laughs> what's your... <laughs> I was say, no, I think it'd be... I mean, is it something I'll ever get excited about? Probably not. I mean, I'm more Street Fighter, um, Killer Instinct. Um, MK is probably my least favourite, especially after Baker was like, let's play Mortal Kombat, but 50 times an hour. <laughs> 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 So, Good old Baker, eh? Good old you know, Xbox Tavern, Xbox Tavern friend Baker. So um, after hearing about more about fifty times an hour, I think um, they got to give some good characters, new characters. It's just, that's all it's all about, isn't it? But adding the new law, adding some new characters into it. So I think we need to hear more about it. Maybe like a trailer or who they're going to add to get the hype going. Because real loud, it's just like a oh, this is confirmed. There's no real hype. It's just like. Mm. Yeah, it's just they've just. Oh. I mean, the big surprise I think is it's coming this year because people have been asking Ed Boone on Twitter about it for fucking years, and he's always like, "Oh, we'll tell you when the time's ready. We'll tell you when the time's ready." And then they announce it with an investor call. Yeah, shit, shit way <laughs> of doing it. So, really. Like, you'd be, I mean, normally they've got some kick-ass trailers and stuff, and like you said, they tease bringing back you know Sub Zero, Scorpion, Liu Kang, Kang Lao, blah blah blah, and then add in a few newbies here and there. And now everybody's like, "Well, now it's coming," and you know it's coming in the next what. 10 months at some point yeah um, so yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens for that uh anyone else did anybody else play through was it 9 10 and 11 the story modes of them because they were fucking yeah. tremendous some of the stories are fantastic yeah i didn't do 11 but i definitely did 10 but yeah yeah the stories are pretty good on those ones uh, i don't think i could track the whole thread of it all but yeah, I mean, there's still some hype for the Mortal Kombat series. There's still some fun to be had there, and they get. They, I mean, I don't know how much far they can stretch the envelope with the fatalities. They're always a bit gruesome and mm. mental, but they're always kind of fun to watch. You're always curious to see what they've done with each of them. Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's kind of like the draw in it. Like, get in and see what kind of crazy shit they've come up with now, and then while yeah. you're there, you might as well play through the campaign or the story mode a little bit. 
Um, Levels on Game Pass, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, I've got it installed. I must admit, actually thinking about, it, I don't think I've actually got past the first couple of missions on the. Is eleven, 11 but... on Game Pass? I thought ten was on. Yeah, Game yeah, Pass. ten was on Game Pass, but eleven is on there now. Is eleven on now? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've got new Mortal Kombat coming. Very exciting to to see that this year. Hopefully, you never know. Maybe even get on Game Pass straight away. Best <gasps> in the gaming. You heard it here confirmed. No, not really confirmed. I've just made. No, that I up. need to see it. Like we are yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Ross, Ross didn't get in it, so yeah. No, no, no. We're going to release it on Xbox now. I'm sorry, <laughs> ruined it. Um, but mm-hmm. I think that's about it for the news this week, gentlemen. Unless anyone's got anything else they would like yeah. to bring up quickly. All good. I'm good. I was about to mention Resident Evil again, but I won't. No. <laughs> Trust me, Ian, you're going to regret the next month or so because there's going to be nothing but. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's that's some quick hit news. We got through some Activision Blizzard stuff quickly. We got through some trying stuff quickly. Resident Evil quickly for once uh, and Mortal Kombat. But now it's time for my favorite segment of the week. Ross, please <laughs> plug. Plug me like there's no tomorrow. Lube up. my hands up for you. I'm going. I'm going. So, patreon.com forward slash Xbox Tavern. If you want to support us all with your hard earned money for less than the price of a Costa, Starbucks, Cafe Nero, wherever else you may or may not purchase your caffeinated beverages from. Please help um, us. Please, please help us. Uh, please. Can I have some more? Um, jump over there. Um, there is some goodies. Um, over on Patreon, so you will be able to get a wee bit extra from all of us with our After Dark shows that we record every every weekend after the podcast. Um, Apple and Spotify, main places where you can listen to the show. Um, if you can jump over, rate us five star, drop a wee comment, give us your likes and dislikes, that would be greatly appreciated. Written reviews, Jay will have a wee list of all the ones that have just went up recently on xboxtavern.com. Socials running along the bottom of the screen, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, over and along the bottom just there. Um, Discord, jump in. Uh, Jay's been a wee bit sketchy with some of these ones. I didn't trust him that he got that Titanfall one. I wasn't having it. I wasn't having it. There was shenanigans. A little backstory sometimes, or not backstory, behind the scenes. Sometimes, I do, obviously I do it, it kicks in for us at 11 o'clock at night every every night. I look at it, and if I can't get it straight away, I'll sleep on it, and I wake up in the morning and look at it again. And I, t- I got it. I was like, I think it's Titanfall, but I'm not sure. So I slept on it. I woke up. I was like, yeah, that's Titanfall. Bang, straight away. Mm. Number one, champion of the world. Thank you very so much. So I've got to be good at something. Game. I can't be good at you know, anybody else. Um, which we've got a wee channel dedicated for over there, which Jay will be better at providing the link, because for the life of me, I cannot remember the website. It's guesstheir.game. Um, so what it is is basically screenshots from games progressively getting a bit easier as you work through six guesses you get, isn't it? Yes. Um, so there's like a wee running ongoing sort of tally as to who's performing the best in that uh, activity. Who else was it that's quite good at it? Uh, Mox. Mox I'm usually good. gets it right, but he's a wee bit later. Um, who's else I've seen? can't remember. If, if, yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's about half a dozen. I'm amazing at it. <laughs> Ian's self-proclaimed amazing at it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep calling them out as well, Graham. You're still being coward. Get on with it. Yeah, get, get on, in this. Get on it. Share it. Tell us how you get. I got Titanfall in three. I was pissed off at myself. I fucking love the game. 
It's when I'm sitting there at night, like lying in bed, like facing out the way, like to my bedside table, and then G answers the question. It's like, Phew, fucking bright eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah, I guess the game's done. Okay, that's what it is. I didn't do it properly. I'm not, no, I did do it about three days ago when Dead Island was one. I got it in three. But, yeah, that was a good yeah. one. Yeah. Um, so we'll jump over. We've got a channel anyway, for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, questions for the more. podcast. Um, another one for the life of my camera is there was another channel that I wanted to plug. And for the life of my camera, I remember what it was. So Discord link will be in the show notes. Uh, jump in. By the way, the hosts, other folk in the community, if you've got somebody that's on the website that you really like their reviews, jump in the Discord. There's a good chance they'll be in there, so you can play their way with them, see what you said about the review X, Y, and Z. And last but by no means least, the amazing folk over at Insert Coin. So they're currently offering five pound off orders over fifty pound with promo code Xbox Tavern twenty three. And I think we all picked up little. Mystery box, mystery bag. Um, yes. They were doing just now, so I think yep. it was ten pound for a premium bundle, five pound for a standard bundle. Yep. Um, so I, I picked up two. I've got the C's jacket I've got on just now, and I think it was a Persona one. Um, yes. Special guest Pete got a Pokemon T-shirt, a Last of Us T-shirt, and one that I didn't know. I know, Gray, you're still waiting on yours, aren't you? Yeah, mine should be coming tomorrow. And Jamie, got- you've got your ones. Uh, likewise, I'm still waiting yep. for mine. It should be in tomorrow, I think. Keep it positive, Ian. I got mine. I got, well, I got <laughs> two already got, one bit ugly, and one's not too bad. That's the problem with Lucky <laughs> Dips, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah, so the whole good, point of the Lucky the Dips time, you, like, oh. you pay a, a much reduced rate, but you just get whatever they send you, basically, rather yeah. than picking what you'd like. Yeah. And sometimes it works out, sometimes... You Who, got the borderlands? Who got the Borderlands one? That was Pete as well. Pete. But I've got, I got that. I got that when I did the first ever lucky bag I ever did. The yeah, thing. the Bloodwing one. I was like, ah, oh, I would have yeah. taken the Bloodwing t shirt. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Go check them out. Yeah. Insert coin. Brilliant. Means. We've all got loads of their stuff. Um, all the stuff. It's not just the fact that it's gaming apparel, it's actually really good stuff. Um, it's quite really comfy well as well. Comfy yeah, well, comfy. that's what I'm saying. This, it's, my only great way is it doesn't have pockets. But apart from that, it's like toasty as hell, which staying up in like. The Arctic Circle up in Scotland, as usual, probably class as <laughs> it's nice to be nice and toasty. Damn right. And Damn that right. is your plugging for the week, I, Jimmy. I feel I feel plugged, I feel satiated, and I feel the love for insect coin because we do like a bit of their their wares. Apart from this t-shirt, I think the rest of my cupboard is insect coin stuff. So go check them out. Right, gentlemen, there's no question this week. If you would like to submit a question for us, please hit us up on Discord or on Twitter or in the comments below, and we will read it out next week. And answer it, and probably have a bit of a bit of banter about it, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, a banter. A question this week, uh, but so we're going to get straight into Project Game Pass. What is Project Game Pass? I hear you ask. Oh, well, it is when we pick a game from Game Pass, we play it for the month, we discuss it, we give our verdict on it. Not an official Xbox Time review, but a podcast general consensus, and then we can move on to the next game the next month. We're at the end of February already. Somehow, I've no idea how the fuck we got to end of February already, but. We picked Hi-Fi Rush, the surprise release, at developer underscore direct from Tango Gameworks, the aforementioned Tango Gameworks of Shinji Mikami fame. Um, Ian, I know you finished it, you said last week. Yes. And you loved it. Have you played, Did you were going to try and do a few more levels or go through it again? Have you had any chance to go back to it or have you been, been away and busy doing other things? Unfortunately, with me being a bit ropey, I didn't get a chance to go back to it. Um, but I definitely want to go back to it because apparently I was speaking to someone, the Rhythm of Tower is quite fun. Um, which they go through levels just defeating bad guys and bosses and stuff. So okay. I've kind of want to go through and do that. But f- nope, but I still think it's a brilliant game and a must play. 
Nice, nice. Um, let's go with Ross next. Have you had a chance to play some more? I I have, and I put it as like I'm sort of abdicating a little bit. I played it, and it's a rhythm. Obviously, we know it's a rhythm-based game, and I have the least amount of rhythm in the world. And I get that you can still play it even if you suck at rhythm games, but my head wasn't letting me do it. It was like no, because I fucked that up, and I still got through the bit I need to get through, but I fucked it up, and I didn't. I couldn't get used to the whole. Yeah. Great game, beautiful looking soundtrack's fantastic, but not not my type of game in the slightest. That's fair enough. But again, that's the, the joy of Game Pass, and you can try something yeah. if it's for you, great. If it's not, you're not really lost anything. You've got a, a thousand billion other games to choose from, including Starcraft <laughs> one day, perhaps. Um, that's fair enough, Graham. How about yourself? Have you played some more? Do you enjoy it any more? Newer before? I did, but yeah, I just couldn't get my hooks into it. It's just I couldn't get past how annoying that sort of the character was, and I, I could do the rhythm piece. Uh, that bit I didn't struggle with, but it's just yeah, I just wasn't enjoying it too much. So yeah, I didn't last much longer on it. I thought actually, I'm not going to waste my time playing this. I just I'm not enjoying it. Uh, move on to something else. So not for me. I can see the appeal. Uh, I like the ideas of it. I just yeah, I couldn't buy into it too much. I might come back to it, but it's, yeah, just didn't grab me. That's fair enough. So we got one super positive, two sort of fair to midlands, and I am going to sit somewhere in between. Oh, you yeah, little bitch. You. <laughs> I do really like it, but he I just haven't had fence. time to get into it because it's the kind of game that I want to sit down with a good pair of headphones on and just play through a couple, you know, a couple of levels at a time. But I've been busy. I've been doing other reviews. I've been doing other things in the evenings, and I just haven't had a chance to do it. And I had a chance to play... Was it this morning or yesterday morning? Probably yesterday morning, actually. Um, and I managed to beat. Uh, what's the first boss? What's that? The is it Wrecker, the wrestler? Yes. Yeah. So I managed to finally beat her, uh, which I really enjoyed that fight. And then I started the next level, and then I got called away to do some other things, and I haven't been back to it. Um, but like Ross said, it's, really, it's fucking. It's a tremendous looking game, and unlike you, Gray, I think the main characters are actually really funny. And same with um, what's her name? Is it Peppermint? Peppermint, thank you. Yeah, I really like their sort of banter. I haven't found any other characters yet, but I really like their banter between them. And I, I, I really love rhythm games uh, in general, but I, I enjoy this one because it's the combat and the different combos you can do and knocking them up in the air and doing air combos and slamming them down. And uh, when you get to the end of the combo, you get that sort of extra time to get the sort of perfect ending to that combo, as it were. Um, and I think it's a, a tremendous game. I just haven't had a chance really to properly sink my rhythm-based teeth into, um, which I will hopefully get to do some more in the next few weeks. But it's been been one of them months, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, so sort of yay from me, meh from these two. Hey, there we go, there we go. And uh, Ian, I think, is uh, probably the highest one out of all of us, which is yeah. not what I expected, but it's good. That's good. So let's um, so let's let's give a, a official Xbox Tavern X Pod Tavern roundup. Then I'm going to go with Ian first. We will give it a rating out of ten, like we do on the site, but again not on official review. Ian, what is your rating? Eight point five. Eight point five out of ten. Very good. Uh, Scottish Gruff. I'm going for six for me. Fuck you. <laughs> I've changed mine to nine. <laughs> mm. I'm going to counter yours with a fifteen out of ten. Um, uh, it's a seven point five. And I'm going to go for what I've played so far, maybe not very much, an eight. So uh, we'll we'll pop the averages up on the site. We'll put um, 
the the rest of the Project Game Pass games are up there already. You can see what we've played so far over the last. I always forget how long we've been doing. It's eighteen months, roughly, is it? Two years. Yeah, we have been a while. Yeah. I forget how many games we played, but all the games we played and our ratings so far are up there on the website on xboxtavern.com. You go check them out. However, like I said, we're at the end of February. It's time for a new game, new month, new game. And um, I believe if we're all in agreement for our previous discussions off podcast, we're going to go for the newly released straight into Game Pass Atomic Heart. <gasps> I mean, you might actually get me to play it this month again. Two back-to-back months. Woof. Two back-to-back months. That's amazing. Um, so, yeah, if you're not familiar, it no, is I did, I did a, it. was it like a first-person shooter based in, is it based in Russia or is it just Russian-made? Yeah. I forget. Ross, you've been yeah. playing it. You had it You had it a little bit before launch. Tell us a little bit about it before we move on. So, basically, it's in like a dystopian-type Russia. Um, robots have... Not in a bad way to begin with. They've replaced um, the workforce. So the whole logic behind it was create robots, make them do all the manual labor and menial tasks, things like that, so that humans can focus on art, sport, acting, drama, stuff like that. So they can become more sort of, um, I can't kind of think, what they're more based on just like their enjoyable things. Um, they then go for a, a second launch, which will see humans control the robots using a little Neuralink type thing, and somebody sabotages it and turns the robots on the humans. Um, oh. And then basically you are... I don't know if he's genetically modified, but he's some sort of super soldier type idea. Um, yeah. Seems what is like. it? Agent Triple P or something? <laughs> But so it's P three or something. P three, that's what it is. It's not a triple P. It's P three. I knew it was. I knew there I mean, was that, three. That's not much of a, a better P. name, but that's um, You're basically Angel the DP. Guy. <laughs> exactly. You're basically the guy that gets sent in by the one that makes the robots to go and sort shit out and find out what the hell's happened and how this has managed to happen. And I'll stop it there before I go into the actual what's happening in the game. Yeah, but that's fair enough. I mean, so. It's a first-person shooter, right? So how was shooter's a loose word? I was. I mean, I must admit, I've not really paid too much attention. Is it? Has it? Because a lot of people were comparing it to things like Bioshock. Is that a fair yeah. comparison? Yeah. Or yeah. you get heavy Bioshock, like, massive um, Bioshock vibes. What's that? I can't remember what they're called in Bioshock, but you know how you can get the different um, like elemental effects. Plasmids. Yeah, so you've got like plasmid type ideas, but like it's all cybernetic and with like animatronic stuff so it's like built into this glove that has computers and processors built inside it that you can use electric shocks and you can freeze people things like that so very similar type idea with that um lifted straight out of bioshock yeah yeah so, you've been playing as well graham tell me your opinion yeah about... i dabbled into it earlier um it was a massive very sort of slow start it really sort of builds you into it yeah. It's a bit of a slog at first. It's sort of I'd slow the floating good, cars and like without sounding bad. Boats. The first yeah. 20, 25 minutes, Gray. Yeah, is is solely dialogue and walking around. A slow walking simulator yeah. for a bit. It's, it's not, just to build it's you not, into the environment. It does a good job because it's oh, yeah. freaking weird. <laughs> yeah, some <laughs> the of the some that, of the like animatronics that are in it are like yeah creepy as hell fuck are you? They, they kind of look like the the crash test dummies they're the sort of the blank stare 
straight at you, but they've got some weird lipstick thing on it. It's just like yeah. halfway between a crash test dummy and a sex doll, and it's freaky as hell watching him speak. I've seen a lot of people talking about sex dolls stuff, and I've just completely passed it. I was like, no, I'm not getting involved in that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult not to get that sort of like, why have you got blonde hair, red lipstick, piercing fucking open eyes like this? Yeah. And staring deep into my soul. It, with like auto tune, it's kind of freaky as hell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you kind of get the gist. That's why you're getting the the sort of old timey kind of robotics, but with a futuristic feel. That's why yeah. you're getting that same sort of Bioshock vibe. Because it's set it. just it's set just after just after World War Two, isn't it? Is it nine, early nineteen yeah. fifties? Yeah, said. I think it did seem fifties sixties, but I think they said. Yeah. So it's it's weird for the fact that. Job, yeah, like 1940s, I think it was. Yeah. It's like that, but you kind of get that Bioshock steampunky kind of feel. Mm. Nice, nice. But so, maybe, I mean, not as easy as I was expecting, and I wasn't expecting it to be easy. Like, I just played it, I put it on standard mode, just like not the story based one, but not like, mm. super difficult. And even that, like, if you get a group of the sort of robots together, you, you get your ass handed to you. <laughs> Yeah. So, so when you were saying about the plasmids or plasmid type yeah. things, they is that like in Bioshock where you have like a gun in one hand and a plasmid in the other, or do you like bounce back and forth between them? No, no, you've got so I I've not really used this is what I'm saying when you say about like first person shooter. I haven't actually sh- shot a gun yet, as okay. much as I just discovered I've got one. Um <laughs> doesn't do a very good job of telling you that you've got a gun, by the way. So okay. <laughs> make sure you check that. Um, so you start off with an axe to begin with, that's like the first weapon you pick up um, and you can modify your axe and put stuff like that. Mm. So what happens is basically you can use your powers but you can't then use your axe at the same time so it's okay. like you fire out like a bolt of electricity and then you can swing an axe so that's mm. how it sort of works with that. And I don't know how far you've got exactly but is there much of, is it like an open world or is it more of like a corridor like you go from A to B, shooter type thing or yeah adventure um it seems a bit linear, linear at the moment yeah uh, for what i've got i'm fairly linear yeah i'll say it is i don't know if it opens up further than the line but at the moment it seems linear i'd agree with it i mean I'd, I'd be more than happy for it to just be like by shot like just going through corridors and, and moving away around and not having a fucking 10 million acre area to <laughs> yeah. walk around and yeah. find stuff. Oh, we one feature that you might them. enjoy jay they, they have this thing called like um item pickup where instead of having to like click on individual things that open cupboards and everything you just waft your hand around the area and it kind of picks up anything in that area that was pretty neat (laughs) yeah that that makes life so literally like if there's like 12 drawers in a cupboard it just goes and opens all of them all in one and then you take all the stuff from it that that gets a fucking golf clap from me that's it's almost like you're using it's like you're using the force you just put like everything goes it's like an item hoover just to suck everything up that you need it's quite cool that's exactly what we need. I'm definitely one of the worst parts of Fallout and Bioshock and stuff was fucking looking at the floor and going X, X, yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean. Yeah. This is awesome for that. Except for the fact if you did it in that game, you'd be picking up all kinds of crap that you don't want. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas everything in this that you kind of need, you just suck it all up and it's good. Nice, nice. That's a lot yeah, of sucking. Well, yeah. I mean, don't we like a bit of sucking? So we will play. Uh, we'll play Atomic Heart throughout the month of March. Uh, again, somehow March already. I'm not really sure how, but uh, and then we'll we'll talk about it, and then we'll move on to the next game in wherever we may be in April. Um, April. 
looking forward to uh I'll, yeah we'll see what releases are coming out I'm, i must admit i'm not really up on my uh release schedule right now but we'll find it we'll find out a good game but yeah atomic heart is a new game for pretty game pass uh for march just go with whoop, whoop. more games we've been playing for the moment though and i'm gonna go to you ian because you've been uh playing war what's this all about you haven't been you haven't been on the dark side have you you haven't been playing a bit of playstation games have you I, oh. yeah. I dust my PlayStation off. Whoa, what have corner. you been playing? I've been playing the world greatest game of all time. No one ever tell me differently. Legend of Dragoon. <laughs> <laughs> so this come out recently on was it PS Plus collection or something? PS but you can Plus, purchase yeah. it outright, right? Yeah, you can purchase it outright, and it's much cheaper to purchase it outright, and you get to keep it for good rather than doing PS Plus because I know I play any other games apart from Legend of Dragoon. Plus, it means I can take my time with it, and there's no rush. But basically, so, just a bit. Oh, go on. I'm sorry, I was going to say, so this was a PS1 game, right? Yes, correct. PS1 uh, game in 1999. I think it came out in, in, in 1999, I'm assuming. No, I think it came out in Europe, what, as an EU in 2001, because I remember being... Okay, and is that when you played it then? When yeah, it first came out? I played it straight away. So well, we've got, we've got what, 21, 22 years? Ian, yes. how does Legend, Legend of Dragoon hold up 22 years later? Fucking brilliantly. I don't care. Like, I remember, like, it's just such a good game. Like, I forget, even when you play a game, you forget how good it is and you go back to it, even though it's not the best looking game graphics wise. I mean, in its time. Let me tell you about this, the PlayStation version of Resident Evil 2, Ian. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, back in its day, it was fucking beautiful. And even then, you think, oh, you know, the ropey graphics of their face when they're trying to do it. But the cutscenes are fucking brilliant. I mean, I've seen some better cutscenes. In Legend of Dragoon than I have this year, for God's sake. Mm. So they they, they nailed the cutscenes really well. I just think it's brilliant. It's basically a long ass adventure game where a guy called Dart um, is on a massive quest to kind of basically just stop the war. But then obviously there's a war between two different factions and obviously just spiles out of control because there's um, dragons involved. And then Mm. you're part of this kind of small team that. House powers of dragoons, which is basically dragon powers, and each dragoon has different abilities. Um, they can transform into like a powerful dragon like concept, which is kind of makes it battling different. Because it's turn based as well, um, they're quite unique aspects where it involves timed button presses. So, think of it like the very first ever quick time event. Um, Legend Dragoon were the one, the first ones to ever kind of bring that into light, but. Obviously, it's constant because every game, every fucking battle, you have to do quick time events to actually do any good damage. You can't just press A and then let it do it. But later down the line, you can get an item to automatically do it for you. Um, Genie's that for every game. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about so that. To in a explain why the, the big, we're watching the a little clip of the game where a big dark knight rested his balls on a sleeping girl's head. Yes. Care to explain? So that's Shanna. She is one of the main characters in the game, and she's got some special. Ability Insider, and he's basically stealing it. Yes, now. Why did you have to say? <laughs> I know. Wording there was dreadful. Oh. But, uh, I think it's just fucking fantastic. Like it's long. Like I've still. I'm only like best way to describe it. There was four. It's four discs long, and I'm still only on my first, first disc. Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember the days when games would come on more than one disc? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Mass Effect Two was two. That was Mass Effect Two and Mass Effect Three. 
Mass Effect 2, wasn't it? Uh, NCL Mass Effect 2 had two, oh, yeah. Fuck! My, 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 one of my favourite games of all time, Panzer Dragoon. Panzer Dragoon Saga yeah. was also on four discs. Late, so yeah. four discs for the win. Four discs, yeah. I remember Don one Dragon time, in a couple. The first time I ever played Legend of Dragoon, I was playing it loads and stuff. Got to disc four, and my disc four was corrupt. I was oh. Like, oh, but I went back to game, and they go, oh, yeah, we know about this. That's fine. And they swapped it for me. Or was it EA back in the time? Electronic Arts. EB. EB, that was it. In Electronic Boutique. Sorry. Boutique. Boutique. Yeah, and giving you shit. Open this yes. pack, see if you get another disc in it. Yeah. <laughs> so is it? Is it? It's like an RPG, right? Like sort of yes. Final Fantasy type thing. Because right. I must admit, you talking about it so much. Um, oh no! And so, so uh, positively, when I heard you could just buy it outright, I was like, should I give it a go? I mean, I'm not going to. Yeah, because next week's show is going to be you and Ian talking about this for 45 minutes. I did consider it. I might still look at it. You know, maybe I'll uh, I'll have a I'll have a quick investigation, see if it's more up my street. Because. Yeah, but we'll see. But yeah, you're enjoying it. You're going to keep playing it. Obviously, you're going to get through oh, 100%. it. 100%. You're definitely keep playing it. Like, nostalgia feels. Oh, they're all juicy flowing in me. We'd love a bit of juicy nostalgia around here at Xbox. Damn, Xbox. Damn, damn right. Nice. Nice. Well, anyway, that's enough PlayStation rubbish for this week, shall we? Yeah. Let's move on to. I'm oh. going to jump in real quick. I'm sorry, Ian. Um, going to talk about the quarry, talking about quick time events. And I finally finished it. I'm glad I missed out on it. We got through uh, the entire game over the course of a couple of nights this week. And do you know what? I think it might be one of my favourite Supermassive games they've released so far. It's why I rated it so highly last year. I still prefer Man of Medan personally, again, just from sort of memory. But the the way like the characters developed and the story developed and the, the twist in this one was a, a lot better than some of the other like little hope and stuff where they sort of lent into the weird supernatural stuff rather than trying to explain it away as as you know like imagination or or dream or you know whatever um and the uh, granted especially guess pete playing with me who sort of helped me make some choices to not kill anyone or to not um to sort of get the most out of it because he'd already played through it a couple of times. But yeah, you're lucky I wouldn't come then because I would have literally tried to kill everyone. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I still, I still made the most of the decisions, but occasionally I'd be like, you know, when we're in an area where you can explore, I'd be like, should you know, obviously I can see that's the exit, Pete, and he'd be like, yes, okay, so where should I go to explore to find more clues or to find more things which will then help with the choices later on? And so he sort of directed me in di- different directions there, and we we did lose a couple of characters, but as I mentioned in our private chat. I didn't. We didn't lose any of the main cast, so you play each of the different characters throughout the game. I think there's eight of them in total. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them survived. Nine, is it nine, isn't it? It might even be nine. I can't remember. Um, there's a lot of them compared to the other games, and all of them survived, which is good. A couple of people died, which were sort of secondary characters. But I mean, one of them I shot in the face with a shotgun, so I can't really say it wasn't my fault because I, I yeah. kind of pulled the trigger. Find the house. Um, or... uh, yeah, yeah, towards yeah. the end of the game. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was really excellent, and I, I kind of want to play through it again on my own. The, my only issue is it is, took me took us what ten it's hours long. to get through. It's long, yeah. And I, long. I much prefer the shorter ones like Man and Madan, a little hope and stuff, which were like three or four hours long. 
Um, so I'm not sure I'm going to get back to it anytime soon, but definitely at some point I'd like to go through it again and, and maybe kill a few more people off and see how the story uh, differs based on different decisions. Um, and I would have liked to have seen multiplayer, like we spoke about last week, have more direct impact like the Dark Pictures games because Pete was basically sitting there watching me play the game for, for 10 That's hours. That's what I mean. When you mentioned about the multiplayer, when I was thinking... How could that work? Because most of the time you're on your own. Like very rarely you ever with someone else. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Even in dark pictures, like you're you're playing two different characters, but you might be in completely different scenes. Whereas here, he was literally just watching me move the character around, and then when we made decisions, it would come up, you know, left or right basically, and I would pick left, and he would pick right, and then it would go mine because of only two of us playing. Whereas if you got a big group of you, it will pick the majority okay. person uh, of who's pick of who's playing. Um, so yeah, it, again, it would have been perhaps a bit more chaotic if we'd had a, yeah, a group of people playing together. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a, a really well acted, really well told. The the sort, sort of, it went sort of places that you didn't quite expect, and the visual I couldn't get over the visuals as well. I know hmm. it's, it's very tightly framed, so there's not much going on in terms of like big expanses, but the characters look fucking tremendous. And there was one scene, which again I won't spoil, but someone died by my hand and like the way they displayed it was fucking gruesome like really fucking gruesome yeah and i was like whoa there's no need for that but then they kept going back to it i was like but it, i mean it's very impressive but i don't want to see that <laughs> um, <laughs> why yeah it was um yeah really good game really enjoyed it uh and highly uh highly recommend checking it out at some point in the near future right let's move on from me Let's go to Graham. Graham, you've been playing a yes. new release this week. Something called Like a Dragon Ishin. It, it, yes, that's exactly it. Like a Dragon Ishin. And right in my wheelhouse because it's from, obviously, um, Ryu Gagotoku, who make the, the Yakuza series. And what I didn't realize is the game was a remake of a game that came out before, which made it make a whole lot of sense because... Mm. What playing the game confused the complete fuck out of me. <laughs> How so? And I'll explain so? why. <laughs> because the game's like set in sort of, um, I'm not sure it's feudal Japan, but um, it's kind of possibly in the 19th century. But you're samurais, basically. So around the, the era of the samurais. But your main character is none other than the same guy who plays freaking Kiryu in the Yakuza series. That's a, what the, what the, okay, so they've taken the main character of the Yakuza series in the modern era and brought him back to being a samurai. Okay, fine. It's Obviously, it's the same company. I can get with that. And then you keep bumping into other characters that appear from the story. So, hang on. That was his um, adopted brother in the other one. He's a He's just someone who doesn't like me in this one. Okay, fine. <laughs> so many characters you keep bumping into. It's almost like the same cast of Yakuza have been repopulated into this samurai here, and it's really confusing. It's like one of them, them yeah. episodes of like Saved by the Bell where they have a flashback and every all the characters are playing like old older characters who are completely different, but you're like, wait a minute, that's Jesse. That's I remember them. Yeah, interesting. Different. I didn't realize that either. So but how yeah. how does it play? How does it compare to Yakuza general? I mean, well, like a well, dragon, I suppose it's called now. One last reference to that bit. You may have saw it in that quick video there. One of the other main characters that makes an appearance Mr. with the patch, my, one of my favourite characters from the Akira series, that Goro. One in Ujima. the pants. 
<laughs> no, he wasn't in his pants, but he's the fruitcake that sort of is a little bit of a loose cannon. Mm. And the thing was, in the Yakuza series, he's called the the mad dog of the um, Shimata, the mad dog of basically of that Yakuza gang, that family. Um, and in this one, he's called the mad dog again <laughs> of, of this samurai. <laughs> so Okay, so didn't even change his name. He's still the mad dog. <laughs> Fine. And he's still just as nuts as from this. So, okay, so that keeping some things the same. And the plot line is even similar to like um, one and two as well. Sort of he's his father was killed again. Happens in Yakuza. He was sort of taken on by an adoptive father and he has a brother who was also not his blood brother, but also a, a, his basically sworn brother. I was like, okay, really not changing it up too much here. Um, but yeah, to get to the gameplay, the weirdest thing is in this kind of feudal samurai Japan, you can mix between a sword, bare-fisted, a gun, or a sword and a gun. You get classic feudal Japan guns. Yeah. And the thing was, you can use a gun as a standard weapon in this bit. So you can use a gun more in the Samurai era than you can in the modern Yakuza series. In the Yakuza series, you can only pick up a gun and it has like 10 bullets and that's it. You you kind of discard it. No, it's one of your main weapons and you can pick sort of, you can upgrade your gun as you go through. It's just so weird that three guys just pick a fight with you with their swords and you just stand and go... (laughs) (laughs) What is going on? I'm a Samurai just shooting the... Just popping caps in down there. It's, it's, it's so weird. Um, but it's it's not like um, turn-based. It's back to um, sort of real-time combat. The same sort of things happen sort of every now and then. Someone takes a dislike to you and you have a scrap with them. Um, but, yeah, the combat's very – other than the, the, the weird gunplay, but the combat's kind of similar to them. You have your combos, you have your, um, your block and your parries and things, and it just plays exactly like a Yakuza game. Um, so at the moment I'm I'm on the middle bit which is because there's not a brand new story yet I'm about uh, three uh, three chapters in and I'm like I'm waiting for a better sort of twist in the story to happen because if it flows and the story is almost exactly like one and two I'm going to be extremely annoyed so I'm waiting for some sort of betrayal bit to happen like it did in the Accused series if it does I'm going to be very annoyed but at the moment that's why I was like this doesn't feel like fresh. And the fact they've got all the same characters, like from the original Yakuza series, if this is a new game, these guys must be like, what, like 20 odd years older now? And he looks just the same as he was from the Yakuza games. Mm. But obviously, as I didn't know, it was a remake, which kind of makes a little bit more sense. But mm. yeah, there's a, a lack of freshness around it. And yeah, that's I mean. The combat's not new. Obviously, the Like a Dragon series obviously had that turn-based combat which was a whole brand new concept so to go back to the original fighting is not the end of the world but it's there's nothing new here other than adding gunplay the sword and gun is kind of interesting to play so you can sort of swipe swipe shoot 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 which is kind of cool but other than that i don't think you play this game for the combat element you're kind of on in the story as it seems like a a rehashed version of the same story but in the samurai era i'm I'm waiting to be surprised at the moment. There's sort of nothing fresh about it. So Fair well, I thought I'd enjoy it a bit more. Yeah. But, mean, um, the same things are there. They've even got like karaoke there, samurai karaoke. <laughs> the same sort of mini games <laughs> are there. I'm waiting for them to sort of, okay, how are they going to pull off bowling and darts and stuff in this bit? <laughs> and baseball. But the way they've done baseball, 
um, there's a cannon on a boat and they fire cannonballs at you and you have to slice them in half as they come to you. I was like, oh, what the interesting. Fuck? That's how they've done baseball. You're you're chopping cannonballs as they kind of come closer yeah. to you. <laughs> so, yeah, that like I said, it doesn't feel fresh. It's like, okay, so they just change baseballs from a pitching machine to a cannon, and you're instead of hitting a baseball, you're chopping cannonballs. Fair enough. I suppose that's one way to sort of keep the the same game in there, but just give it some different sort of sprites. So yeah. yeah. Oh. Nothing like rehashing a thing and giving it a new lick of paint, eh? No, that's what I mean. I like the Accuser series, and it? it's fun to play, but it's just, yeah, at the moment, it's a distinct lack of freshness. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Well, yeah, we, I mean, we can look forward to your review of that on xboxtavern.com very soon, I imagine. Yes, you will. Nice. Does it feel like a long title then? Or uh, Well, if it's anything of the rehashed version of 1 and 2, yeah, it's definitely because um, it's got all the side quests in there. Um, Yakuza has a habit of like naming their side quests so you can know which ones you've done and which ones you haven't done, and there's the same shed loads of side quests. And as you see, they've added all the sort of activities in as well to sort of kill your time if you want to do it that way. But I imagine yeah. it can be quite lengthy to sort of play through the chapters unless you kind of just steamrolled the chapter and just didn't play anything else other than the sort of the main story. It could like be quite far around with the uh, baseball cannons and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you don't do any of the side stuff, I imagine it won't be as long, but I still imagine it's a pretty hefty game. And is it important to the side stuff to get levels or not really? Yeah, so each fighting style has its own sort of upgrade kind of tree. So the more you use that style, the more orbs I think it is you just put in the upgrade tree to get a lot more skill moves, a lot more damage with that kind of style. So if you keep shooting them, then you're only upgrading the gun style. But some scenes might force you to do sword play or might force you to do like bare fist. So you kind of have to do all of them, play around with all the different styles. Okay, cool. Nice. Yes. Well, I mean, you, you obviously, uh, you're a big fan of the Yakuza's around here. Mm. Um, so yeah, so we'll, we'll see what your verdict is very soon. Hopefully it's... Uh, it picks up and gives you a bit of a surprise rather than just rehashing the stuff you've already played with a <laughs> random samurai theme. Yeah, that's what it just seems like to do. They've just redone the first one, with, but with like a samurai coating. Yeah. Nice. Well, let's get to uh, Scottish Craft Ross next, shall we? And I've been quiet. looking at this. I've been looking at this uh, acronym here, and I cannot for the life of me figure it out. Even though I'm sure I know what it is. Please tell me all about AOE two. Oh, Easy Empires. So encouraged you to play some more uh, console version or are you back to the PC? Uh, no, I'm, st- I'm 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 listening to Pete's advice. He said to go for it on this, so I've taken his advice and you know he's not wrong. Um I'm really enjoying it actually. Like, I'm surprised at how like he, he talked a good game in regards to like how well it translates from like the controller. Um and it's the, the if every RTS couldn't remember the name, if every RTS put in as much effort to optimize their game for a controller, I think they'd see a massive upturn in the amount of people that would play them because it's so easy to do even like all your like hotkey things that you would associate with like um 
having to use like a key bindings on the console. It's just all done on, like well, you'll see it on the screen. It's all done on like a scroll wheel type idea. So you just hold LT, your scroll wheel pops up. You flick the right stick, selects what it wants to do, clicks in automatically. And um, your D pad selects like your different units. So you've got like your military, your livestock, your civilians. Um, it's just they've they've used every button that's on the controller, but they've done such a great job at it. It makes it so much user-friendly. People who have never picked up an RTS before, um, if, if, if it seems like it might be your sort of game, but you've never had the chance because you've never had a good enough PC or you've always just thought that when you've tried to play it on a console, it's just not worked very well, this is the one to play. It's unbelievable how good it is. I had a friend from work mentioned about playing this on the console. And so it's just, it's amazing. He's like, he's pure PC game. And he's gone playing this on the console as well. And he's like, it's just amazing how much how well it is on the control, how seamless it can be to actually move around. Yeah, and that's that. Like I say, every every RTS game, with the exception of a couple of the ones like the Tiberium Wars and things like that, that were on Xbox 360 and stuff like that. Most of the ones I've played have always been PC things like StarCraft, things like um, Command and Conquer, Battle for Middle Earth. It's always been on the PC. Um, and I yeah, I've never played Age of Empires on the PC. I never tried. Yeah, console. and I, I like I said with Pete uh, when he mentioned it, I was skeptical about how well it would work. But I mean, absolutely, definitely. If it's if you're a fan of RTS games, this is the best console experience you'll get. Nice. So, have you been playing console or cloud? Console. I've only been playing on console. I hadn't actually thought about picking it up on cloud. To be fair, um, I do need it's to also got touch controls on cloud as well. Yeah, I need to invest in some sort of controller that I can just dock in on my phone. To be fair, um, but if it's if it's half as good as the controller experience playing it through the cloud, obviously I know it's the same idea. But out and about, then I, I can see twenty minute skirmishes going from A to B. If you're like traveling on a bus or in a car, definitely see myself dropping some hours into that. Nice, nice. I'm, I'm, I know I spoke to Pete about it a couple of weeks ago when I just literally played the tutorial. I haven't had a chance to go back to it yet, but I would like to play some more. Cause Why were you playing the tutorial, Jay? Putting some Scottish dominance out there, are you? I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I was just testing it out, you know. <laughs> play, uh, and didn't really get any further than that. I would like to play some more, though, because I do like the idea of these sort of games. I just never really uh, get any further into them than, than the first 20 minutes and be like, I ain't got time for this. Give me something else. Give me something to shoot and explode. Shockingly, um, great multiplayer games as well. Especially, like, especially if you do um, Battle for Middle Earth is one we always done. You used to give yourself like a 10 minute timer at the start of the game mm. to like build up your resources, build a base, and then it was like four V, well, four P layers, but every man for themselves. Yeah. And it was just fucking chaos you fucking three sides attacking you or your party three guys or two folk are attacking then all of a sudden you get flanked by a third guy oh fantastic game to play multiplayer that sounds like some shenanigans it could be it's definitely well shenanigans the xbox sevens xbox seven crew mm. yeah mm. I'll, I'll be still building things for an hour before anyone finds me <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Well, yes, thank you very much for telling me all about AoE 2, which, uh, as I understand, stands for Age of Empires. Um, let's go back now to you, Ian. You've been playing about Apex Legends as well. Um, yes. Have you been getting any dubs? So, yes, in a way that is different because... You can't say yes in a way because you have a win or you don't. 
So, hear me out, hear me out. No, so, well, let, let me premise this to explain how I'm getting I've been dogs. winning. My team have been letting me down. <laughs> yeah. I've been playing the... Obviously, now they've got... Basically, they've got two new game modes. So, reality is they've got the um, classic Battle Royale, but they've okay. now brought in Team Deathmatch. Yes, I've heard oh, really? this, yes. So, I've only ever been playing... Recently, been playing Team Deathmatch. And it's very different to where you play, um, but... It's quite fun. So this season now um, is ended in season 16. There's no new legends. Rather than having the legend, they basically decided we're going to bring a whole new game mode instead called which is Team Deathmatch. So I've got a new weapon as well, but the reality is it's just 6 six v 6 um, on three different maps. I think it's the Skull Town, um, another like party area, and then some weird um, kind of like building kind of... I can't remember the third one is actually now. Top of my head. Are these parts of the battle royale maps they just yeah correct yeah it's sections of the battle royale maps and it's just sectioned off um okay. so it's really quite good fun because like you say it's just it's just different to play like you know it's first 50 um you have six different guns so obviously each different gun modes there's not like you can pick your own gun what you want you have like six different classes um mm -hmm. of different guns you can have combos obviously there's still loads of um uh what do you call it what's the drops called care packages there we go mm -hmm. So you can get different care packages throughout the game as well. So you can pick up better guns. You can switch and play. And obviously, a lot more to do with obviously sticking together and stuff. But you can also go rogue as well. Um, but yeah, we have a good fun with that, really. Like I say, a few games I've played, I've actually had a few wins, a few losses. Just again, with Team Deathmatch, it's always you've got to stick with someone. If you start going rogue on your own, you're never going to win, especially these gunfights. Um, Does everybody still have their powers, like... Um that yeah. you would have in a battle royale so yeah all powers are still the same everything's still the same so again corsic okay. with canisters and gas trap i've been using a lot of crypto recently because i kind of like it's the recon bit and that helps a lot so you can like especially in kind of team deathmatch where it's like a it's quite a small space you can just throw his drone and if anyone goes past his drone it detects where he is so long as you stick to a kind of area um you know as soon as they come on the area where they are unless they kill your drone but again no one really pays attention to the drone and then we just kind of rush looking around and stuff. They've also completely changed the class layouts now. So rather than just being three different ones, there's now five. So it's Assault, uh, Controller, Recon, Skirmisher, and Support. So it's a different one, have a different areas of expertise. Um, and that's why they're kind of, kind of matching all out now, rather than just having three different kind of classes of Assault, Support, and Recon. They've added two new ones. Um, again, there's a bit of buffing and nerfing on a few of those characters as well. Um, but yeah, so far it's been quite fun. I haven't really done done any of the um, Battle Royale because I've kind of wanted to play this new kind of Team Deathmatch. And then next thing I know, two hours later, I'm still playing Team Deathmatch. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I guess I won't be playing the other game mode. I, I suppose um, the, the important question I have to ask you is, is it reminiscent of Titanfall's? team deathmatch or is it completely different obviously you've got different powers and stuff but is this what giving you that feeling Can maybe that's it yeah i guess so but then again there's no there's no ai maybe that'd be quite a cool thing to add next is like the ai kind of side things that make a bit more bigger maps so that could work that way that'd be quite fun that'd be a really interesting kind of way to kind of play um but i think it's just fun because it's new different game mode i think you do get the sweats still playing and fucking map up the leaderboard um because I'm quite like I can I'm paid for like probably like a year maybe. Um I slowly got back to it like after like an hour of playing of I'm like, oh yeah, I know exactly what I'm doing now and I actually get into it and I'm actually kind of the top half of the leaderboard rather than 
two kills, two two kills, fifteen deaths. <laughs> Where I'd be. <laughs> so again, other still, way round. Do you still have to like, um, like hunt down like, just to get weapons and stuff? Or no, do you have a loadout so, to start. Yeah, with? you start with a loadout. So you've got six different options to start with, okay. um, and they've changed throughout the map and stuff depending which map you're playing. Um, okay. It will change depending on what load they have. And like say, you can pick between two. So you have two guns. But then again, like I say, you have the care package throughout the map. If you kill someone and they've got a better gun, you can have like two good guns. Because normally it's one really good gun and one shit gun. Mm. Um, so yeah, normally you can switch and play between that. And then you can you can change between... Uh, as soon as you die, so simply you can change class and guns. So it's not like you're stuck with, say, for example, a bit caustic at the beginning with one gun loadout. You're stuck with him throughout the game. You can go, okay, actually, I want to quickly play as um, Crypto and change my loadout. You can do that quickly by just, when you're dead, you click on, I think it's like, one of the okay. or select. You can change your character quickly and who you are and stuff. It's good as well, especially, like, when you start the game and you don't want, like, fucking five caustics and then, like, okay, great. So you want to kind of change it up so there's <laughs> different characters. Mix and match a bit more than, uh, yeah, everybody picking the same person. Exactly. Nice. I mean, I must admit, you've sort of sold me there because I, I had no idea that was a, a thing. And I haven't played Apex in probably even longer than you have. So I'd like to get back in there, give that a go. Let me know well, when we you're playing. Bring back Team Neuralnet back. Damn right. Damn right. Yes. Uh, we have to get uh, old uh, former Xbox Tavern, Xpod Tavern member Daniel in so he can uh, show us how it's done, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> old Stevie Wonder. <laughs> they will protect nice. he'll preserve his bullets he's actually oh, got God. to save those bullets don't, don't remind me of and that he's, and his grenades <laughs> man oh, never shoots yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. go, go check out our uh, YouTube videos of our time playing Halo Infinite when they come out oh, what a good time that was um, but yeah no thank you very much for that I very much look forward to playing some more Apex Legends at some point soon with you um, I'm going to jump in very quickly one more game and then we'll uh, we'll move on I suppose so I've been playing a puzzle game called Seven Doors, which is first-person puzzle game, like I said, where you get sort of get dropped in, and the whole premise is the guy goes, "There's seven doors, figure it out," and off you go. And that's pretty much all the sort of guidance you get. Um, it was originally re released in 2020 on PC, but it's finally come to Xbox, I think, last week or the week before, and it the it's, it's a good game. I, I did enjoy the puzzle elements, but there's a few things that bugged me. Mainly that you can't invert the Y axis <laughs> on your controller. <laughs> normal which, people, then. I mean, yeah. for, no one wants for to any sort of only... professional gamers like myself, you, know, you need to be able to do. Um, so I had to resort to the Xbox Accessories app. But the main thing was the sprint. Um, it, unless you were holding the stick dead straight, it would cut it out. So you'd have to sort of start it and stop start it stop start it stop. and it actually made me feel a bit ill might have been because i was a little bit tired and slightly hungover but it was like look 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 it, it was annoying but the actual puzzle element of it is, is really good it's it tests different each of the rooms test different um abilities so one will be uh sort of dexterity and do your sort of platforming maneuvers one will be a bit more logic based one will be a bit more uh, so uh, like cryptic code breaking stuff like that and it took me about an hour to get through I accidentally restarted my game like a dickhead uh, I got right to the end of, of the seventh, seventh door I paused it to the kids and I turned back I pressed the A button and the default option is new game 
And I press A is oh. no. Oh, oh, oh. That should not oh, be. No, that should no. be in the review. Like that should never. And it be should be like cool. a double click as well. It should be like, "Hey, are yeah. you sure you want to start a new game?" Yeah, yeah. Which, 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 is, which is bizarre because should be the top option. I, I did that, and I was I got set back to the first room, and the puzzle was already solved, but it wouldn't let me out of the door. So then I reset it, and then it gave me the option: "Are you sure you want to restart?" You should have done so the I'm cloud not quite check. sure what happened there. Um. But either way, I had to restart the fucking game. But it, it took me like 10 minutes to get back to work at the end of the level because all the oh. solutions were the same, luckily. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 other than that slight foible, I really enjoyed the sort of puzzling elements of it. There, there were some quite clever moments where one of, I, th- I think it's the fourth room you've got to pick. You've got to look at, there's a load of pictures around. You've got to like solve a, a, a lock, four digit lock on a, a safe by counting certain elements and it gives you clues as what you're looking for but the clues are quite obtuse and obviously I'm not going to spoil them but a couple of them really sort of took me a minute to work out and I, I quite enjoyed that side of things whereas later on the very final puzzle is based around the game chess and I don't know how to play chess and it gives you it gives you the list of rules but I read it all and I was like okay and I started I was like well I don't know what any of these pieces are I don't know what they have Come to do on, with. The, oh, I, I, even if I knew what they were, it it wasn't clear like the what they had to do with what I just read, and so I ended up just kind of guessing and sort of brute forcing my way through it. Like, okay, I'll move here, I die. I move here, I don't die. Okay, now I'll go back and start again. I move here, 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 and here, then I die. Okay, then I go back, and it was, <laughs> it was a case of trial and error more than anything. Um, but then you unlock some extra levels, which was quite enjoyable as well actually but yeah really good little puzzle game i don't think it's very expensive but a couple of hours of an evening to, to spend going through a first person um weird puzzly titles yeah why not it's well worth yeah. checking out sort of thumbs middling for me not quite thumbs up thumbs middling okay. um, yeah that's about it i think unless anyone else really still got anything else rush on to work pubg again Quick wee bit for PUBG, that's all. Um, just on the subject of dubs, um, three wins. Have a bit of dub. Last night. Yep. Consecutive. Nice. Back to back to back chicken dinners. Wait, wait, wait. Three consecutive wins in PUBG. It was a three beat. chicken dinner. We have to fucking, we have to like bow down to you it was, I don't think uh, I've got one consecutive win in PUBG. It, it was. I'm not gonna lie. Like when we got the first one, it was. Um, it was basically uh, me and my mate went balls out. Then second game, we got paired with a top cap player level 500. Who, when it got to the final circle, it was three on one. So he drove around the whole play circle in a car. Just flushing this guy into the middle of the circle, so you just could just fire pot shots at him. And this guy was like running left and going, "Ah, oh, fuck no!" Running right, we're just toying with him at this point. <laughs> um, and then, food. then the last game was um, sacrificial game. I um, I got dropped with the like last two, two or three squads. Um, so I was basically playing uh, spotter and just trying to see through the rest of the game. But yeah, three three chicken dinners in a row. So that was a fairly momentous occasion last night for our PUBG exploits. Give you a, 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 Thank you. a short Much golf clap for you today. Short golf clap. Much pretty. Nice. nice. So yes, again, we still need to play some PUBG at some point. We do need to play some nice. PUBG. So some Apex, some PUBG, 
who knows what else we got to play together at some point. New maps are good. It was quite funny. It was quite fun watching the, the new map, Vikendi, um, watching people getting mauled by polar bears, which is quite funny. So you're just sort I mean, of it's always along. a good laugh. <laughs> you're just sort of running along, like trying to play, watch the play zone, and then, like, out the corner of your eye, you see another group spin your gun and shoot them, and then there's polar bears running towards them. <laughs> Run the away! Fuck? Leave them to it. They'll be fine. So, yeah, that was quite fun to see. Like, they've introduced a few uh, new elements into their map, so it's not quite as monotonous. There is an, uh, there's a few more things to keep you entertained in the map. <clears throat> Yeah, again, we would like to play this at some point. Play some Apex 6v6, play some PUBG, and then we can, I don't know, go back to Gears of War or something. Age of Empire. I was very into jumping. I feel a sick. Nice. All right, well, that, that'll do us for what we've been playing this week. Um, we'll talk about more games that we played next week, including, I'm pretty sure, I've, in fact, yes, I've got a review going up on Tuesday, which... I um I can't tell you about just yet, but I very much look forward to talking to you about next week. Um, however, the reviews that are up on the website right now, almost a good segue. Hit me. You can go and check out my review of Akar R, which is a sort of remake slash new release of a Jeff Minter, uh, like 1980s classic type game. I mean, if you're into those sort of high school chasing weird arcade games from him that got really fucked up sort of psychedelic visuals that will give you a fit if you give it a chance it's all right i, I quite enjoyed it it's, i mean it's 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 got some Best good mechanics ever. but it uh, it's not really my sort of thing um but yeah like i said the reviews up now you can go check that out we also got a review fashion police squad from jake which you give an 8.1 and uh aj reviewed risen which was a uh, sort of a bare minimum up spuff of the was it a 360 or original Xbox game? Oh, I forget. I think, I think it was, it was original Xbox. Um, oh. Either way, it's on there. You gave it six point nine. Go and check them out. We got, like I said, we've got plenty of other reviews going up this week as well, um, including, like I said, one I'm very excited to talk to you about. However, in the meantime, why don't you go and check out this wonderful little service called Xbox Game Pass? And Ross. You can tell me all about games that are coming to it for the rest of the month until we get to the new month, please. So I've actually got the games for March. I'm way ahead Whoa. of them all. Whoa, let's get ahead of them. Oh, myself. and have you seen the notes in the chat? In not chat, in the note, show notes. I was going to say, like, what What are we talking about here? There's notes try, in chat, but no, it hasn't. I think, I think Dan's been in it saying, try to keep this under 60 seconds. Oh, i done it for him last week. I even set the timestamps and everything to him. I even edited it for him so that he could just Ian, Ian, it away. on top of it. Don't worry. Carry on. He's carry geriatric. On. First time I've seen it, like, how did you see this voice? <laughs> try to keep it under 60 seconds. Don't blub too much. So I'll go rapid fire because we all know Dan's got his fucking OCD about like how long we're allowed to let shit run and things like that. So... Coming in March, Bottom. we have wow. March 2nd, F1 2022 on via EA Play, which is coming to console and PC. Uh, March 3rd, uh, Wolong Fallen Dynasty, console, PC and cloud. March 14th, we've got Valheim, which looks fantastic and has had many, many good reviews about that. So I'll be looking to pick that up. That's only coming to Series X and Series S for the consoles there. March 21st, we've got EA Sports PGA Tour. Desperate to play that, but that's a 10-hour trial through EA Play, which will be coming to the console. And March 28th, we've got MLB The Show 23 on console, PC, and cloud. And 
to be announced. We've got Way to the Woods on console as well. Still not a confirmed date for that yet. Nice. So there's some pretty decent games there. Obviously, as you said, PGA. Um, what's what's the name of it? Sorry, PGA two, uh, 21. No, 23, sorry. PGA Tour 23, yeah. The, yes. It's the first time that EA has stepped yeah. back into the golf section for mm. quite a while, actually. Yeah, it's been, been a long time. I, they tried I, to I do, did enjoy the old 2K ones, but I'm looking forward to checking out they the They tried EA to do ones. the Rory McIlroy golf for a while once Tiger had all his scandal, and that went yeah, tips yeah. up. So now they're yeah. just coming back with EA Sports PGA Tour. So desperate to play that. Um, I've, I was a massive fan of all the old Tiger Woods um stuff and things like that so i'm hoping that this is a nice comeback to the comeback okay. to the table for ea Tentative. sports no golf nice yes we can we can but hope and we will find out at the end of march nice well ian it's not good as we always say this thing's leaving in just a couple of days a couple of which i'm very upset about but please regardless of what they are Yep, unfortunately, games leave one of Game Pass is probably one of the most scariest games I've played in VR, Aliens Isolations, uh, Crowd, oh, Crown Trick, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Far Changing Tides, Final Fantasy 13 Lightning Returns, Madden NFL 21, and Octopath Traveler. Sad. Very sad about, especially Alien Isolation. I've, I've had that installed for about two years and I've not touched it at all, which is a shame, but. Uh... Fucking terrifying game. <laughs> It's fucking terrifying. In my life. Holy shit! It put me off playing the actual game. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's um, yeah. Yeah, so you've got, got, you got a couple of days to go check them out. They leave. They all leave on the twenty eighth, uh, and then I'm sure there'll be more leaving in March. Hopefully, nothing quite as interesting as them. However, Graham, for those cool kids who aren't, yes, they don't care about Game Pass. They don't, they're not bothered about being up with the times and keeping in in check with. The modern day, they just want to play Xbox games of gold. What can they pick up? They can pick up For the King, which is available until the 28th of February. And they've got Guts and Goals, which is available until the 15th of March. Nice. So, as yeah. I said, I think last week, Guts and Goals was decent. I'm not, I, I did not enjoy for, for the King at all. But, yeah, go check out Guts and Goals. Guts and Goals, well worth a look. Anyway. I think that'll do us for yet another podcast. We're going to record our Xbox Heaven After Dark uh, just after this. If you're a Patreon subscriber, go check that out. And if you're not, be a Patreon subscriber and go check it out, please. That'd be wonderful. Um, uh, but for the meantime, I've been Jamie. You can follow me at Ian on the Twitters. You can find Graham. At Graham Reaper. You can find Ross. At Scottish Groff. You can find Ian. At Nutty Way. Or not at Ian. Anyway, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, which, uh, yeah, well done. You, you've done me proud. We've made it through uh, yet another episode of Xbox Tavern's X Pod Tavern episode 109, which we record every Sunday, 8 p.m. Yeah. Oh, I need to get back into that earlier on. Anyway, thank you very much, everybody. We'll speak to you all soon. Goodbye. Bye bye. Dubstep time. Woohoo! Ah. <laughs>